Hey, I was wondering when you'd get here. Hi, buddy. You're looking great. You come once again with a beautiful friend? Yeah. Once again? Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week. Yeah, I know. And watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. That's what we usually do. Here's the problem this week. (laughs) As you may have noticed, uh, it's been a while since our last show, and that's entirely on me. Uh, I went to a Garfield convention, and after successfully dodging Kong Crud for most of this year, that one is the one that got me and laid me out so bad that I could not speak for about a week. Uh, I had such a bad sore throat. Here's the twist to this. I do not remember if I have seen this episode or not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you have. (laughs) It's been... A couple weeks since we last recorded. I thought I watched it. I remember nothing about this week's episode. <laughs> I, 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 I also don't remember much about the episode, but I remember, but as I like look at the clips of it, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, I also feel like I have a memory of you referencing the two episodes we watched last episode. So I think you did watch it and have just forgotten in your, in your sickness. Yeah, because we did plan on recording uh, both episodes last time, and unfortunately, we usually do. We usually record uh, episodes back-to-back when we have our guest, but for some reason, uh, I think we ran out of time, and then I got incredibly ill. So, if, you know, Jordan, Mm -hmm. if we were smart, if we were professional, if we were the kind of people who were, say, asking people to give us money for this show, (laughs) maybe we watched it before now Uh, yeah but we didn't so this is going to be a fun episode for everyone fortunately (laughs) someone who does remember the episode is here with us today uh it is our lovely guest aaron hunter aaron welcome back to the show how are you hi i'm doing all right i am i'm a little sleepy because i've had a long day but i am excited to talk about this with you oh this is this is great i haven't seen it jordan can't remember it and you're gonna fall asleep i'm not gonna fall asleep my brain just might like start buffering in the middle of my sentences that's all well uh aaron you uh you were here for our last episode yes uh and we talked a lot about your history with sailor moon Uh, We Mm -hmm. talked about how you have provided Aiden and I with some Sailor Moon decorations in our home uh, because you are a phenomenally talented artist uh, who is available for hire, (laughs) hint, hint, to everyone. (laughs) But it's been a couple weeks. Do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? No major ones. The only Sailor Moon adjacent development that I have is that... uh, so the reason the reason we weren't able to record both episodes last time is because I I was a little short on time after we finished recording the first one I had to go and uh, meet my landlord, and then um, 
hang out with some with some friends who are in town for uh, for Pride here in Minneapolis. And um, the Sailor Moon adjacent business is that when we were getting ready for Pride, my friend put my hair into two like giant adongos. So hey. I was Sailor Moon ish for the rest of Pride. That was fun. It's such a good look. I don't know why more people don't just like that's not just a day to day look for more people. Well, okay. So here's the thing: Adongos require a lot of hair. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot, a lot of hair, because yeah, yeah. like regular, even even like a regular bun requires more hair than you think it does. And so the only reason I was able to have, like, two, like, large ones is because my friend that did it for me is a stylist, and so she was able to, like, backcomb and, like, spray and, like, give me more volume. Yeah. Whereas, like, with a normal amount of hair, it, it's just, like, there's there's no way to make them look not small and flimsy and weird. Yeah, I mean, we always joke about how long Sailor Moon's hair is, but it's actually way longer than we even think it is. Oh, no, like, like I'm not kidding yeah. when I say 12 feet, and she is four <laughs> feet tall, so. She's almost five feet tall. That's right, she's 4'11". Not, so not only is her hair like a mile long, it also has to be, it, it's got to be like thick like a horse, like a horse's mane. <laughs> Sorry, that was a phrase I was not expecting to hear tonight. It's a collection of words I was not expecting. What if you get those two like giant Fabergé egg buns that Chibiusa has, and then the the Mothra wings of hair that come off of her head? Well, that's slightly more realistic because again, because she doesn't have that much coming out of it. Yeah, right. Because Usagi has. Not only does she have, you know, like a mile of hair to turn into these buns, but then she's got little like pigtails coming off of them that go down to her butt, which is like another four feet of hair. And also they go way past her butt. Yeah, they you're go right. to like her ankles. Like mm-hmm. she it's does insane. have like four feet coming out of those things. Can you so. imagine how long it must take her to brush her hair every day? Well, th- here's the thing. We never see her without the... I, I think they're just permanently Odongos. No, no, we, we saw it once. Once, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she even sleeps in them. She sleeps in them and yeah. then she she ties ribbons around her, her ponytails to keep those together. So mm-hmm. who's... Okay. Maybe she like has like tennis balls hidden inside of them. So she doesn't have to no, wrap that No, she's hidden inside hair. the tennis ball, Jordan. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a different, different thing. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, so that instead of... You know, having to make a whole bun out of her hair, she's like, "Oh, I'll just cheat, wrap the hair around this round object." And there possibly, we go. but even still, she has to have a lot of thick hair to make it look like to totally hide the tennis ball, like to get it to a point where, like, it would have to be like triple wrapped around there, so you don't see like the bright yellow of the tennis ball. Maybe when she was young, she grew her hair really long cut it all off, made that hair into buns, and then just clips them onto her head. Maybe she just has a very, very expensive wig. The question (laughs) I've always had about the Odongos is, when she's Sailor Moon, and she has, like, the sirens in her hair, the the special sonic attack crying uh, jewels, the big red things, are those just, like, pins like stuck into her hair or is it a thing that her hair is wrapped around that's the question i've always had i think they're pins like i think they're hair accessories okay a lot of accessories in the sailor scouts i was gonna say let's do a quick well, of uh, course they're 
Japanese teenagers. <laughs> I was gonna say let's do a quick like Sailor Moon, like Sailor Scout hairstyle power ranking, but that's that's a chibi sode. That's a chibi sode waiting to happen. Oh, so I, I want to be on that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's a good one. So send in your votes, <laughs> listeners, to at Sailor Business and Sailor Business Podcast at gmail.com and we'll talk about Sailor Moon's hair one of these days. Cause it's <laughs> there are some very choice hairstyles on this show. Oh yes. Well, Aaron, uh, it is a pleasure to have you back. Uh, I'm very excited uh, for you to remember the episode that we're about to watch. <laughs> but I think it's time for a little bit of Sailor Business Business. SBB? What, what do we got? Well, uh, not only have we had people, like, the, the requests are starting to trickle in for people who want to be on Super S, but we got our first request from someone who wants to be on Stars today. Nice. That's so far in the future, but I'm uh, very excited. I'm, it's not that far <laughs> in the future. I am really excited about uh, people uh, being excited about the show. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great uh, emails from people who are telling us that listening to the show uh, helps brighten their day and help them through a funk. Uh, Rebecca sent us an email along those lines. Uh, Christian LeBlanc, who you might remember, Jordan, uh, has uh, is sending us, and by us I mean me, uh, another present oh. so we've got some presents coming in uh we've had uh we had an email from someone who wants us to apologize to sailor pluto uh, <laughs> because of how mean we are about how she doesn't stop anyone from traveling back in time i mean but uh, we are that's right not enough. gonna happen yeah i mean here's the thing it's pretty accurate. <laughs> and uh, we had uh, f- former guest Christine O'Brien uh, sent in uh, an email about one of the surprisingly ongoing controversies of the show, uh, which is Chibiusa's age. Okay. Uh, Christine mean, says... Do you mean 10 or 900? <laughs> well... I think this must have been something that was only in the mixed version of the manga because I've checked and double checked the Kadansha translation and it's not there. But I swear that when I was originally reading through R back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and unfortunately I've lost my copies of this arc, so I can't 100% confirm that this isn't headcanon, the manga made it clear that Chibiusa's physical maturity was linked to her emotional maturity. That's why she remained a child for 900 years. She was a coddled princess who had never faced any real hardship or challenges, so she never really grew up. It wasn't until she traveled back in time to try and save her parents that she'd ever taken on any kind of real responsibility so it wasn't until after the end of r that she began to get physically older i read her as being around seven or eight in r and 11 ish in super s i read the manga out of order back in the day but going back now i'd buy her as nine or ten in s that also explains her behavior as i think the old manga went with dark lady because it's an artificial maturity granted by wise men dark lady is a twisted version of a child's idea of what it means to be an adult woman shibusa knows adults are sexual so she becomes a vamp she's still got a small child crush on her dad probably paired with a desire to suppress her mother so she revels in the idea of stealing memory from usagi and usagi's own teenage insecurities play into this without getting too deep into spoilers this is all very relevant in super s because getting over her electric complex is a big part of both that season's plot and shibusa's character arc that's that's still very weird right (laughs) that's still she was a child for 900 years yeah no it's still super weird i mean it's literally saying i I mean okay here's another thing about it 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 says a lot about her but it also says yusagi and mamoru are terrible parents yes (laughs) but you know what it also explains why usagi never seems to age past 14 
Uh, because as we know from Usagi in the future, she still writes like a teenager in very simple words uh, with little drawings of bunny rabbits on that notes that she sends back from when she is the pharaonic god queen of the world. Yeah, no, that's accurate. <laughs> the emotional maturity thing, like, as you were reading that, that's like rang a bell. And I think I vaguely remember that being the case as well. But it's funny that they can't find it in the current uh, translation of the manga. I'm sure, I'm sure, hey, listeners, <laughs> if anybody could find that in the current translation of the manga, uh, shoot it our way to our Twitter, at Sailor Business, and we will share it with everybody. Or alternately, if you still have a copy of the mix manga, uh, and you find it in there with, with Bunny, and I guess Little Bunny, uh, then, then hit us up and let us know. I think we've got one more bit of Sailor Business Business, Jordan. Uh, and that is that due to my illness, for the first time in, what, three years, we did not do our usual oh. uh, Usagi and Chibiusa's birthday episode. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I hope everybody had a great June 30th. I hope everybody uh, slept and ate and took the easy way out. Jordan, did you do anything uh, special to mark the occasion? Uh, okay, it's... Uh, like, we're so far past it. I'm trying to remember what I did on that day. Yeah, it was nine days ago as we were recording this. <laughs> nine days ago. So what day of the week was it? Uh, I think it was a Sunday. No, that would be no, seven, no. Days seven days ago. <laughs> so it was a Friday? It was a Friday. I think it was so a Friday. It was a Friday. Okay, the Friday before. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do anything particularly lazy. I, I I worked all day, and then as soon as I got home from work, uh, my my wife and I drove to Hershey, Pennsylvania. We did not eat chocolate that day. We did that weekend, so perhaps we were on a quest for chocolate. If you want to think of it that way. Did you have a chocolate parfait? <laughs> no, but we did have other candy and chocolate stuff, so it was good. So was the trip to Hershey just to to go visit the the Hershey factory? No, no, it was for a medical convention for Devin, but uh, while we were there, we just took the time to, you know, have a little mini vacation. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you do anything special on uh, on Usagi's birthday and Chibiusa's birthday? <laughs> I don't think so. I worked. I, I had worked that day because I always work on the weekends. See, this is what happens when we don't do a show. People do not know how to celebrate. It really snuck up on us this year, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sorry everybody but uh we hope that you had a a wonderful time i know a lot of people were saying happy soggy's birthday to each other on our our twitter feed so that was uh that was really nice uh i guess i did i did sleep a lot trying to get over that uh sore throat because you were ill yeah yeah i have i have also however i've been reading a math book lately so what? I'm I'm celebrating uh, Ami Mizuno. What math book? Why? Well, I am reading a book called Zero, the Biography of a Dangerous Idea, uh, which is a history of the number zero from it's, its uh, conception and introduction and being banned and then eventually accepted in mathematics. It was banned? It was banned? Yeah, uh, because Western... Uh, society was dominated by the Catholic Church at the time, and the Catholic Church uh, was 
against the idea of the void because the void uh would represent a space in which god did not exist it was an empty space uh which ran counter to church philosophy and aristotelian philosophy so uh they did not incorporate zero which is why it was uh introduced and used uh and accepted in eastern uh, mathematics and religion, and then eventually made its way back over as a when mathematics required it. Okay, I have a question. Yes. When did we get negative numbers? Negative numbers. <laughs> it will surprise you. It was like the 16th century. Wow. Yeah, we did not get negative numbers for a very long time. Uh, in fact, uh, Descartes, uh, Rene Descartes, who uh, came up with Cartesian coordinates, did not uh, his uh, graph only had like what we would now consider to be like the upper right hand quadrant because he thought uh negative numbers were stupid and silly and well, so he I did mean, not put them into cartesian coordinates they're they're counterintuitive obviously like well, yeah because you can't have like th- there's a really interesting part at the beginning of the thing because you don't think of zero as a number if you like a lot of societies as they're developing they have a number for like one two and then a lot yeah and then one, two, three, and a lot. And there are some like societies that are still like some languages that are still like that today. But you never like come up with a number for the fact that you don't have something. Like you, you if you have like two apples and you eat two apples, you don't think, oh, I have a number of apples. You're just like, oh, I don't have those anymore. <laughs> like that is not an issue for me currently. I'm out. You definitely don't huh. think you have negative apples. Yes. That's fascinating. Well, I'm glad it's a good yeah. book. It sounds like a good book. The last math book I read was How Not to Be Wrong, and that was a really good math book, too. That sounds like the kind of book I could get into. It was <laughs> fun. It was really fun. The last math book I read was uh, my calculus textbook my freshman year of college. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's Ami Mizuno's book club, everybody. So, if you are an Ami... <laughs> Uh, get into uh, Zero, uh, The Biography of a Dangerous Idea was actually recommended to me by Fred Vinlenti years ago. Uh, so I'm glad I finally got to pick that up and uh, and give it a read. But that does it. I think that's all we've got for anything even vaguely related to Sailor Business Business. Uh, are you ready to start in with the episode that we have not even named yet? Oh, yeah, that's unusual for you. This week, we are going to be watching Some of Us for the First Time. No, uh, I'm pretty sure you watched it. Sunny Skies After a Storm, A Friendship Dedicated to Hotaru. This is episode 116 of Sailor Moon S. Uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. does this episode have a uh, Cloverway title? And will I be able to guess it at all, considering I have no memory of what happens within the episode itself? Yes, it has a title, of course. And no, you have no shot uh, not remembering the episode at all. Is it called... I'm just like skipping. I'm just like looking at the thumbnails here in in, uh, Hulu as I'm watching. Oh, okay. Is it called The Greenhouse Effect? No. Here's the hint I'll give you if you're looking at screenshots. Look at the villain. Okay. Uh, Is the the villain this uh, spiky lady? Yes. Okay, now hold on. Here's... Okay, I want you to get this. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Look at okay. the villain. Okay. Then after you've looked at the villain, read the original title to yourself and then come up with the worst pun between those two things. Uh, sunny skies after a storm. D- d- uh, d- 
sh- showers and flowers. No, but that's a good that effort. Bad. But that's a good Sailor effort. Sailor Venus flytrap. No, no. Okay, I give. I give. You, how did you describe her when you described her to me? Sp- a spiky lady. <laughs> right. So, but but what's another word for spiky? Thorny. <gasps> Every rose has a thorn. No, no. Bad, bad pun. Bad pun. Thorny. Th- thorny weather. Yes. That's not even a pun. That's terrible. Well, it's stormy weather. Thorny, thorny weather. Look, I I got you there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, fair. You got me there. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible name. Normally, I do the breakdown of the episode, but Aaron, it might be your job this week. Do you want to start us off? Oh, boy. Okay, well... Because apparently Chris has not seen it. But but we're going to go through the whole thing scene by scene. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm watching it now for the first time. I might, okay. be, I might be very surprised in the middle of one of these sentences. <laughs> All right, kick us off. Well, we open and, oh, God, I'm not going to be as good at this as Chris is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we open in a children's store. Um, because everyone is shopping um, at this like adorable little everything is cute um, store. They're getting a backpack for Chibiusa because she's going on a picnic. It looks like this store just sells the concept of cuteness. Yeah. <laughs> it's an adorable store. <laughs> I love there's like a giant tree in it. Is there? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a tree that like a bunch of uh, backpacks are hanging off of, which is actually a pretty cool display, although extremely inefficient. And also, it just kind of makes it look like a kindergarten classroom. (laughs) Sure. So (laughs) Chibi's picking out a backpack. She's picking out an adorable uh, bunny rabbit backpack. Obviously. Gotta stay on brand. Mm -hmm. And Usagi is furious with jealousy. Yes. (laughs) She is she so, is so jealous. outraged that Mamoru is buying things for their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she's so angry, and she's taking it out on poor Luna, just oh, yeah. squeezing the guts right out of her. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Like, squeezing her ridiculously tightly, uh, so much so that... Uh, so then she, well, then she comes up with an idea, a brilliant idea, that in the middle of buying a present for Chibi is the perfect time to plan a picnic for just the two of them without Chibi Yusa. Yeah, Chibi's going on a field trip, so they're going <laughs> to have some free time for however long this field trip is going to last. Which, uh, which by the way, the Ch- Chibi Yusa goes to school, so if they really want to have a picnic, like, I guess the weekend field trip? Yeah. Well, if they really want to have a, a picnic when Chibi Yusa's not around, like, she means uh, it goes to school. Chris, right? there's the problem with that. Okay. And I can understand why you'd be confused, because mm-hmm. Mamoru is an adult man. Yes. Yes, yes he is. But Yusagi also goes to school. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, that is true. That is okay. true. And can I also say, these scenes like this just exacerbate how disturbing their relationship is. <laughs> because, like... This and like in the next scene where when they're all together when they're doing like picnic things and like Chibi and Usagi and um, Hotaru are like playing games and stuff and they're just like it's so 
innocent and childlike and like they're just being cute little girls and you're like and Mamory was in the background looking like a 28 year old like looking like their weird babysitter like not like uh not like you saw his boyfriend it's so creepy 28 is being very generous he's not 28 he is probably 46 18 19 He's got a receding hairline. He does not. He's basically bald. You are such a liar. So How dare you insult me this way? The disrespect that I have to deal with. He's got wrinkles. He's got crow's feet. He does not have crow's feet. When he buys the backpack, he literally pulls out his AARP card. Uh, he's, that's he's in the show. I'm looking at it right now. You are yep. a lying liar and the lies you tell. Um, he is younger than you. I don't think so. 100%. I'm just, I'm just by 34. Yeah, and he's younger than that. <laughs> mm, that doesn't he's, sound right. Memoru is younger than any guest we've ever had on our show. <laughs> I guess technically that is true. It yes. should probably stay that way. I hope so. <laughs> Wait, didn't we have like a... Didn't we have young people write into us before? Do we have a young we Serena have, or am I? We have a we had a, a Serena, but I, I don't think she was a a, a a very young Serena. Okay. Uh, we had a like six year old listener. Yeah, that's uh, true. Who enjoyed the show at one point? So hasn't the two... written in a while. Probably uh, lost interest <laughs> when we dropped all the f bombs. The two bunnies have a tug of war over Mamochan. The two bunnies have a tug of war over Mamochan. I just want you to know that's what you just said. Yep. I mean, it's adorable when you think about it as actual bunnies. <laughs> and then because the show is fueled on coincidence, Hotaru well, yeah. walks by and sees that happening and flashes back to when she had a family that loved her. But that was long, long ago. So emo. Now, if memory <laughs> serves, and I think I might have talked about this last week or, or in, in the last episode, this seems familiar. Um, this is, I believe, our first time seeing Hotaru in her uh, Sailor Fuku, correct? You might be right about that. Yeah, it's a specific one. Yeah, it's the it's the um, Mujin Academy uh, uniform colors, which is, of course, where uh, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune go. Oh, by the way, did you see the amazing uh, Uranus and Neptune cosplayers, Jordan? Yes, yes, they were terrific. So good. I think, uh, did did you retweet them on the Sailor Business account? Because they are oh, fantastic. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, go check out our Twitter account. That's so amazing. Now, hang on. I'm confused about the Mujin Academy. So am I. <laughs> Isn't she, she's not as old as the Sailor Scouts, the rest of the Sailor Scouts, is she? Or is this no, one of those academies no. that goes all the way down... From, like, grade school to high school. I would think it would have to be. Yeah. Okay. Because obviously she's not older than Sailor Moon and her friends. She's definitely yeah. younger than them. I think, she's, um, I think she's older than Chibi, but... Oh, definitely than Chibi. So Chibi sees her outside and is like, Ataru! And runs out. Um, but He's like, what? Ataru! <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh God! Please, Jake, pull that one out for me so I can put it on the oh, soundboard. No, please. please. Oh. So the point is, uh, if you remember last episode, Hotaru broke up with Chibi, saying uh, it's better that I don't have any friends because I'm so damaged. <laughs> <laughs> emo, emo as fuck. 
<laughs> so she runs away. She runs away. And Memoru literally says, that girl seems to have some major issues. Uh, according to the Sailor Moon role-playing and resource book, uh, the definitive yeah, answer to all of our questions, uh, all of the inner senshi uh, were born in 1978, uh, but... Saturn was born in 1981. So she's younger. Not that much younger, Yes. Uh, by the way, her, her least favorite food is milk. Oh, is she lactose That's... intolerant, you think? You could just not like milk, I guess. But milk is not a food. It's a drink. <laughs> Do you eat milk, Chris? I mean, I use milk in cooking. Yes, that's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, everybody. Chris Sims eats milk. I do consider Slurpees to be food, though. Yeah, but that's a Slurpee. Jordan, we had that conversation before, and it was very upsetting, and I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so back to the show. Uh, that's when we get the uh, the title drop. We cut to the Messiah of, si- of Silence. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is sometime later, but I, 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 I don't know why I feel that way. Hotaru is clearly, uh, I don't know why I'm bringing up Hotaru at this point, but Hotaru is clearly on her way home. It's like afternoon Uh at the uh the shop. Uh So Uh I guess she just got home from school, you know, got out of her uniform, went to sit on her creepy doll throne. Ugh, so weird. Or it could be earlier. More jumps back in time. What do you think? What do you think Professor Tomoe's fog machine budget is? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, and it's green, too. Uh, so it's like colored smoke. Either that or it's all done with lighting. Yeah, I would say it's probably all done with lighting. You would, to get green smoke, you'd need, you'd need to work with some really weird toxic chemicals, I imagine. But his, but his, but his, uh, his lab coat stays pure and white. Well, that's just magic. So uh, the Messiah of Silence says that time is calling to her. <laughs> and that uh, sure. she really needs to... You know, eat uh, hearts and <laughs> energy, energy. And uh, while he's talking to her, though, uh, again, it, they have an enormous house, but it's got a really nice system where the front doorbell is rigged up through the entire thing, apparently. Because yeah, you, you can hear the front doorbell <laughs> in the the arena-sized creepy doll Messiah of Silence throne room, which is that's some serious doorbell hookup. <laughs> Sure, yes. sure, man. It like throws uh uh it throws Tomo off his game. <laughs> He's completely baffled by that the, there's a doorbell. Well now I'm really confused on the timing. Because when the doorbell rings and they go to answer it, like Hotaru is there in her like uniform, like is is right there. Uh yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. This is weird. I guess <laughs> I'm I'm assuming now, listen, spoilers, everybody. We're operating on the assumption that Hotaru and the Messiah of Silence are the same person. Mostly yeah, because not, not, not they're identical. They do look exactly alike. <laughs> and they live in the same house, we assume. And they yes. live in the same house. Now, we could be wrong. And We're going to learn evil. stuff in the next few episodes. Maybe they will explain what how that works. Maybe it's like Sailor Moon. We've, we might have even learned some stuff already that I don't know about. <laughs> Maybe it's like Sailor Moon and she can transform back and forth really quickly. 
like she does a magical transformation rather than a physical uh, changing of clothes. Turn me into a cute messiah of silence. <laughs> no, she said creepy messiah of silence, at least, at least. Uh, so uh, yet again, it, it's just another case of uh, Kaori being a terrible person. Although, no, I guess not, because this time Hotaru doesn't want to see uh, Chibi right now. Uh, Kaori does open the door and go, it's you, which is a weird <laughs> thing to say to a nine-year-old. <laughs> if you are an adult. Chibi gives Kaori the backpack she just got and says, give this to Hotaru. Now, the first time I saw this episode, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, kid? They just bought you that fucking present. Uh, listen, maybe it's because I'm getting old and I have a, a little Darian on the way, but I, I'm like sitting there going, dude, if you fucking buy a thing for your kid and your kid gives it away that day, fuck that kid. That kid is uh, not getting yeah, anything. Jordan, I think you're going to need to, I think you're going to need to readjust those perceptions no. sometime within the next nine months. No, if I buy something for my kid, that kid is not giving that shit away. I'm sorry. It is not happening. I think it is a very realistic childhood thing to want to give someone your new favorite possession like i remember doing that when i was a kid well and also like look jordan i don't want to blow up your spot here i don't know how you're doing i do know you don't have darian shields money no i don't yeah he probably bought out the stock of uh of white rabbit backpacks well, sure. He, he's a very successful businessman. And and actually, it's okay because, well, as we're, 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 as we're about to see. So Kaori gives the backpack to Hotaro and is like, yeah, your stupid friend came by. Uh, she said to give you this. <laughs> your stupid friend who looks just like this thing? And there's a note inside. And the note says, let's go on a picnic. Please bring my backpack back to me. <laughs> And so then I was like, okay, Jordan, she's getting it back. So I'm okay with it. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Listen, listen, listeners, if I'm crazy, let me know. That's fine. I, I, I accept that. But I feel like, I mean, I'm sure I know we have some parent listeners. If your kid just gives away a thing, you just bought them. Are you not upset about that? I think the key problem here is that Jordan is upset that children in general, and this child from a post-scarcity utopian future in particular <laughs> does not understand the mechanics of capitalism. No, it's not about capitalism because in many no, ways... it is. I, it is because you're mad that it's a thing you just bought. Or even that I just gave them. But yes, sure, buying it is, has to do with it too. <laughs> anyway, look, it's fine. So that's what the note says. And then Kaori is like, what? How presumptuous she is. She doesn't fucking know you. And she's telling you to bring a backpack to a picnic. Who the fuck does this girl think she is? Uh, <laughs> Apologies to our younger <laughs> listeners for that outburst. <laughs> that's what Kaori Knight says. Word for it's word. not at all. <laughs> and you, you called me a liar. <laughs> that is what Kaori Knight says in sentiment. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, it's Chris here. Uh, we had Hi. a little bit of technical difficulties. Just such technical difficulties that this is the second time I've done this bit. <laughs> but we have good news and bad news. The bad news is uh, that Jordan is a Dickensian villain. No, that's not the bad news. That's not the bad Wait, news. Is that the good news? That is not news. Jordan, that is, fake is the news. good news that you don't like children or they're giving nature? Is that the good news? 
I don't like children wasting my hard-earned money. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> Listen, hopefully, hopefully you were able to hear most of what we just recorded. Because uh, unfortunately, it was it, you, it, you've probably not heard anything from Erin in the last few minutes. And that's because, unfortunately, the audio for her files dropped out. So hopefully some of the other stuff got through and you heard my righteous anger about <laughs> Chibi Yusei giving away her backpack. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that in the uh, about a half hour since we were able to last record, I actually watched ahead in the episode and I did watch it because I distinctly remember turning to Aiden while we were watching and saying, well, that doesn't make sense. So we have that to look forward to in <laughs> probably another hour or so, but let's move through this quickly. The The short version of what we lost, I think, is that Chibiusa gives Kaori uh, her new backpack to give to Hotaru to give back to Chibiusa because why do anything that's not super complicated? I really don't think she was giving it to Hotaru to give back to her. I think she was giving it to her as a gift and saying in the note, hey, come on a picnic with us. You can wear my backpack. My backpack. <sighs> uh, Jordan, yes. why are you so obsessed with the concept of ownership? That's my question <laughs> for you. Because I'm not a communist, Chris. Uh, well, then I hope you're ready for uh, definitely socialist crystal Tokyo future. I'm a socialist, yes. I'm only kidding about that. No, it's because uh, it's a lot of things. If it's not to mention, listen, it's a regifting. Regifting is considered rude. It's not. It's that's not. That's a different. That's a completely different concept that you are trying to wedge into this to prop up your yeah, extremely grasping, dude. No, I'm not. One person, a parent who loves his child, buys her something out of love, and that child gives it away. Yeah, it's not a regifting if you picked out the thing you wanted on a yeah. shopping trip. That's this is just a child expressing friendship by giving someone else their newest beloved possession. Yeah. No, yeah and that's wrong. <laughs> okay, so what we have learned is that Jordan is against children bonding through gifts. Jordan is the human embodiment of the the machine of capitalism. Is what yes. we have learned. That is 100 million percent the worker under his heel and don't. <laughs> you better, better get that that backpack from the company store, right, Jordan? No, children are dumb. They are. They make bad decisions. I'm sorry, you got so mad when I said you were like a Dickensian villain, and that's your defense. Yes, children are idiots, and they make bad decisions. <laughs> oh, boy. Are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? <laughs> Look, children are, um, uh, are our future, and every single one of them is a gift. But they don't get to make these kind of decisions for themselves. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Jordan D. White. Anyway. Jordan D. White hates children. Father to be, Jordan D. White. I'm going to be an amazing father, and my child is going to keep his fucking backpack. I think you are. Like, for the record, I do think you are going to be a good father. I think you, I think you need to chill out on the backpack stuff. <laughs> so moving on. She gives her the backpack. She says, come on a, a picnic. The next morning, Yusagi's made food. They're having a giant picnic. 
Yes, Hotaru shows up in time to jump in the car with them. She goes with them. Cut to the Botanical Gardens. Now we're in new ground again. Why didn't we do that in 30 seconds the first time? Because we were I talking about the nuances. Right now. There were so many nuances okay. we didn't cover. There were a lot of nuances. So they show up. Now, which girl? Is it Chibi who shows up? And apparently you're talking about, you're talking about her, her uh, communist society that she's raised in. Uh, the communist city of the future. The socialist city of the future. She gets to the park and goes, there's so much space! Which is not a good advertisement for Crystal Tokyo of the future. It is definitely makes it sound like, oh, a, a meadow is, like, astounding to you? Okay. Uh, I guess everyone is way too close in the future. Well, it's not It's not covered in, in crystals or ice cream shops. <laughs> so, <laughs> true. Maybe she's just surprised that this there's this much open space in, in, Tokyo? in Tokyo. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. yeah. But although the version of Tokyo that we are presented with in this show is nothing but like vacant streets. That's so. true. Yeah, right. Nothing but giant streets with no people on it. So Memoru's taking pictures of them prancing. Yeah, Memoru takes a bunch of pictures of these uh, these children. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This elderly man is taking pictures of these three young girls. One of them's his daughter. From the future. And the other one is his wife. Also from the future. So uh, Chibi is like jumping and then Yusagi is, uh, tries to prance but falls on her face. Whereas uh, Hotaru just kneels in flower petals and holds them to her because she's, she's so weak and fragile. Because she's very emo. She's taking she the uh, album art for her first, it, her first album. These are pictures that should 100% be like in a graveyard of Hotaru, like sniffing <laughs> these flowers. <laughs> put, put the, the uh, Clarendon filter on them. They try playing rock, paper, scissors, but the three of them, they're playing three person rock, paper, scissors, which is a weird thing to do. Yeah. In my opinion. And apparently every single time they throw rock, paper, scissors, they're throwing it in such a way where one of them throws each, so no one ever wins. Rock, paper, scissors is not a third. It's not a three-person game. It's just not. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it it can be. No, you no. have to make up some weird rules in order to do that. No, you don't. No, you as long as nobody, as long as it's not all three people throwing the same, then you can play rock, paper, scissors or, with three people just fine. Or everybody throws something different. So, like a regular game of rock, paper, scissors. No, in rock in a regular game of a two person game of rock paper scissors, the only situation where it, there's a problem is if you throw the same thing. Yes. As long as you don't throw the same thing, somebody wins and somebody loses. Done. Yes. In a three person game, you have the possibility of everyone losing, or you have the possibility of one person winning. You don't have the possibility of everyone losing, or everyone. If winning everyone and throws the same thing, if everyone throws rock, then everyone loses. If all three people throw different things, then no one can win because it's just like this overlapping circle of person A beats person B, but person B beats person C. I just want to point out C. that uh, Jordan, kids are idiots, white, is now explaining to me why uh, the rules of rock paper, like, th these children are playing wrong. <laughs> yeah. In his defense, he's right. Yeah. Kids mm. are idiots. Proof positive. Ugh. Please don't send e send tweets on this because <laughs> I get the email. Jordan gets the tweets. Everybody, yeah, don't email us about this. I want yeah. tweets because they're short and to the point. Um, <laughs> you're gonna get like a 63 tweet thread about this, Jordan. I hope you're prepared. I don't I'm think... not dealing with it, guys. Rock paper scissors. If you're gonna play rock paper scissors, play one on one and or have brackets. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and complicate your play, children. <laughs> Sacrifice your fun for the sake of my clarity. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people watching a bunch of children play and grimacing about it, uh, that is what's happening in the show, too. <laughs> Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are watching them, and Uranus is all, Ugh, I told them not to hang out with her. That creepy emo girl. Why? Is she one of the bad guys? Asks Pluto, and she's like, I don't know. I just don't like her. <laughs> I just don't like this child. She's like Jordan like that. Yeah, Ugh. much like Jordan. She makes a real snap judgment on not liking this child. <laughs> okay, wait. Which child are we talking about? Because, again, I have good reasons not to like uh, Chibi Yusa. <laughs> do you, though? I don't know if you do. She's a gun nut. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> It's really weird that Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune have just decided to creep around on this happy picnic. And it's especially weird because they could have just asked to hang out. Like It's not like Usagi's going to be like, oh no, don't hang out with us, Haruka and Michiru. Like, they are just being creepy when they could be part of the thing and get the same amount of observation out of it. But they never want to hang out. That's they, like, yeah, they're that's like, the thing. They never want to hang out. They, like, don't the, really want to be friends. They're hanging out together now. Yes, to grimace together. Yeah. <laughs> the the outer senshi want to be friends, but they don't want to be friends with the inner senshi is what we're saying. Well, they don't have to be friends. They can fake it. This is X-Force. They don't want to hang out with those wussy X-Men that don't kill. <laughs> oh, that's true. They're heroes for a more extreme era. That's, like, a really, actually a very good comparison. Yes. <laughs> uh, was, was it Mike Donahue uh, who did the the Xena Warrior business art? Who did the full on yeah. uh, X Force number one uh, with the great. Outer Senshi and Chibiu says Cable? Yeah, it's if you <laughs> it, look through our 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 Twitter, uh, it's amazing. It's a yeah, uh, it's it's a delight. Oh, so I'm gonna good. have to find that. Oh, it's very good. It's very <laughs> very good. So anyway. The outer senshi are watching the the bunnies and and Memoru and Saturn or uh, excuse me Hotaru, but someone else is doing some watching. Wait, can we talk about the frolicking really quick? Because you've you've called it frolicking and prancing. You have a new word for it every time you mention it, and I'm really <laughs> starting to get freaked out. <laughs> but I want to talk about it because it's just so funny looking to me. The part where Usagi. They're, like, they're playing Leapfrog, but they're not playing it in quite the way that I've ever seen it played. And it just looks really funny the way they've drawn Usagi just, like, bending over. Uh, yeah. And then, and then Hotaru runs up and, and jumps over her. Because she doesn't jump over her back to front. She jumps over her sideways. Mm -hmm. I Jordan, mean, are you mad that this, uh, this playing that they're doing has no profit motivation? Oh, my <laughs> God. You are a fucking bastard. No, I just think it looks funny. That's all. It's funnily okay. drawn. Okay. It's humorously drawn. It's weird, Leapfrog. I will give him that. And then, uh, of course, Hotaru jumps over her and then is like, oh, my heart can't handle that jumping. <laughs> so uh, from there, we cut to where Mehmet is chilling out at a, a desk even messier than mine. Oh, uh, down here in the headquarters of the Witches Four, she's got uh, manga you, wait, on here. She has like what are these like mini cassettes? What are these? Like they're like I guess they're like um like uh 
oh, mini yes. recorder cassettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's taking dictation, apparently. <laughs> yeah, she's got bags of chips. She's got a Shinchan uh, keychain on her desk. That's the second <laughs> Shinchan uh, reference we've seen in a few episodes. Mm-hmm, Which I, mm-hmm. I guess, is that meant to clue us into the fact that Mehmet is kind of young? Yes. I don't know enough about Because I mean, she certainly reads as younger than, than Udiel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the youngest one. I think they've said she's the youngest one, haven't they? Yeah. Because Udiel was the oldest one. Yeah, she uh, was the old snail lady. Yes. Old snail woman. <laughs> uh, so Professor Tomo calls up Mehmet and says, like, what does he say? Like, what color flowers would you like to be given? Yeah, what are your favorite? What is it? Is like, if you were going to be given roses, what color do you want them to be? Which is like a very leading question. And she says, I want a million red roses. That doesn't sound like she would be easy to satisfy. No, no you don't. I'm just going to say, no, you don't want that. Nah. That's, a, that's, ba- that's the bad news bears right there. Do, do not get a million roses. That's too many of anything. But uh, Tomoe is currently working on his own rose, which is a uh, a very golden yellow color. And he pops that thing into the uh, diamond oven. I guess, wait, are these diamonds? Yeah. No. Are they? Yes. Why are you saying yeah. no? Oh, like I got really... Because here's why. Because I got confused because every monster is called a different thing on this show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, Yoma... Cardians, droids, diamonds. 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 These are diamonds. Okay, yes. folks, we, we might have we might have lost the momentum on this show. <laughs> it's We're been a be long fine. night. Uh, so he pops his rose into the uh, the diamond oven, uh, gets it into the briefcase, and sends Mimet out to go collect a pure heart from a pure-hearted botanist. I guess. Yeah, because. Yeah. Growing roses takes patience and dedication, and that means you are a good person, I guess. Pure heart, at least. Eh. Also, what is what is she? What is she called, and what does it mean? The subtitles have it as uh, Ubara, uh, but on the little readout display, the little LED display on the oven, it's spelled B A E L L A. So uh, Bela, Bela, I guess. What does that mean? But I do not have a word origin for that. Let's see. I mean, let's see if Wikimoon has anything to do with has an answer here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yubara. That's just what we got. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yubara, Yubala, Yubela. It has multiple spellings of it, but it does not say what any of them mean. Sorry. Meanwhile. Mamo is taking the ladies into the greenhouse at the botanical garden. They're they're all marveling at all the different kinds of plants and amazing things. And then you find out that Mamoru is friends with a the botanist there. And yeah, and he's Feore. No, and no, he's not from Feore. space. And they were friends when he was a kid. No, it's a different guy. This is another flower guy. And this guy's not made out of flowers. Or doesn't control flowers. He's just a, a scientific botanist guy. With a million children. So, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Is this a different botanical garden? Does Memoru frequent different, like, multiple botanical gardens? Well, honestly? I don't know if you know this, but he has an uh-huh. interest in roses. That is true. <laughs> I guess that's very, very true. 
Well, that and you know, like apparently he takes around so many beautiful women. He needs he needs a different he needs a different flower garden for each one, I guess. Otherwise, they all uh, are going to learn wise. Well, he's probably been coming here for twenty years, you know. No, <laughs> ever since he was thirty. <laughs> um, and yes, because the guy does say, "What is, doesn't he say?" Like uh, as usual, you've brought some lovely ladies. Yes, and he's like, "He's like, oh, we'll talk about that one later." <laughs> <laughs> um, but my memory does say the guy was kidding. Um, yeah, he moves in botanical circles, is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> was that what? What do those look like? Like multiple, like very petally. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> this guy has a zillion children. I don't know how relevant that is. He Meanwhile, has so many, so many tiny little children jumping all over everything with and coordinating all, outfits. And they're all so dumb. Uh, no. She <laughs> oh, would be a lot better if they were all uh, working in a factory, huh? No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, Mehmet creeps up while tiny they're... Tiny hands can get in those gears. <laughs> Uh, okay, snow. I mean, that is why you have a large family, right? So you get, so you have lots of little workers. Yes, they're gonna all plant flowers for him. So <laughs> Mehmet is there, and uh, Mehmet is watch is watching them all while they go to the picnic. Oh, by the way, this guy with his six kids, he's like, I'll just send my six kids along on their way, and then help you eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> my, my kids don't need any of this food; they'll be fine. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me lunch. He's a real uh, Jordan D. White. <laughs> that is not true! <laughs> this is specious. Thanks for bringing me lunch. Now get out of here. Oh. <laughs> he literally tells his kids, go home to your mother. <laughs> yeah. Have lunch with this old man and his 14-year-old girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I do want to say they do put out uh, a food f- uh, plate from Luna, so I approve. Uh, that's the first really awesome thing that Hotaru has done, is give Luna food. <laughs> Hopefully to balance out the 10,000 times uh, that she, Luna's been squished in this episode. And, yes, that's true. And then speaking of problems that I'm going to face uh, when I am a, a, a father, Ishagi starts yelling at Chibi because she's not eating her vegetables. And Chibi's like, Mamoru's not eating his vegetables. And then Ishagi has to yell at him to eat his vegetables, too. <laughs> that is definitely going to happen to me. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you don't like vegetables. I don't. Not a lot of them. Some of them I do. Some of them I do. What's your favorite vegetable, Jordan? Favorite? I mean, like if you say favorite, it's going to be one of the really lame ones, like corn on the cob, or you well, know, corn on olives. The cob's good. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I like asparagus. I like broccoli now. You know, I just don't eat them a lot. Uh, but I hate onions more than anything, and I hate peppers almost as much as I hate onions. That's bananas to me. I mean, I mean, like not not that I don't like bananas. I mean that that is that is unusual and strange. <laughs> yeah, onions, the, onions are the worst. They ruin everything. They, but they're like onions and pe- like a nice caramelized onions and peppers, oh. like uh, like with steak. Oh no! Somebody uh, once fed me a uh, one of my friends who's a very good cook. Uh, candied onions, like. Super weird. caramelized with sugar too. Like, oh, weird. I don't think I'd like that. Everybody was happy with it, and I was like, no, it tastes like an onion. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. Wait, Jordan, do you not like onion rings? I hate them. Oh my god, they're so good. Like, I can tolerate funyuns. That's about as close as I can get. <laughs> That's barely. <laughs> Like that, I would not have accepted that as favorite vegetable. No, no, no. I'm only kidding. Favorite vegetable, Funyuns. 
like like onion powder in food i could probably be okay with but when there's real onions in it no i i do not like what if, what if there's like an onion and like like chopped onions and like chili i don't eat chili what what is happening it's usually got onions and peppers in it so i don't go for it well yeah i mean i guess that's look that's on me <laughs> Like for many years, I thought I didn't like meatloaf, and then eventually I went, "Wait, I can make my own meatloaf without onions in it." And I, then I was like, "I love it now." <laughs> uh, here is a thing that media has lied to you about. Right. Lima beans are delicious. I'm not sure if I've ever had those. Put some lima beans in a pot with some butter, and then get some. Do you like the seasoning, pepper, like salt, and? Not really. Okay, I I'm a I love some some pepper, but like put some pepper and some hot sauce on lima oh, beans, and they're delicious. I don't need hot sauce. Chris, will you make me these lima beans when you come stay with me when you're visiting? Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, but I convinced myself to like broccoli, and I'm very proud of that fact. I'm I mean, still working like, on that. So I think broccoli gets a bad reputation. I think asp- like asparagus, lima beans, and broccoli are like the go-to. Like, oh, these are bad. Like, kids don't like these, and that's like that's media lying to you. That's like how nobody and ever Brussels tells you sprouts. that ABBA rules. Oh, I like Brussels sprouts a lot too. Um, no, see, but I disagree in that. ABBA goes through. Who told you ABBA doesn't rule? They're okay. The reason I like broccoli is because I literally like. I, I used to say I brainwashed myself into liking broccoli because the way I started liking broccoli was I literally. Because broccoli has such a very memorable taste, I mm-hmm. just thought about the taste of broccoli and was just like, you like that. You like that. You like that. Uh, but before that... That's the craziest shit I have heard in my entire life. I know. I know it is. But before that, again, before that, I had tried to eat broccoli and I had like gagged on it because it's like such an overwhelming taste. It's so gross. That's not true either. I disagree. Chris, wait it's a, a very... minute. That is the craziest thing you ever heard? Not that Jordan hates children and they're giving nature? I don't No, hate... no. Jordan, Jordan's self-doming into liking broccoli <laughs> is the new champion. It's a fact. It's how I did it. It's how I convinced right. myself to like broccoli. Moving on. So the botanist guy uh, accidentally shoves Hotaru onto her face? Wait, At what? one point? Okay, where are we? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, where are we? We're only ten minutes into the episode. Yeah, um, Hotaru starts complaining about something, because it's been such a long time since she's been able to hang out with her dad, and the botanist guy is like... Oh yeah, he does, you know, he just smashes her. Don't, yeah. don't complain, hang out with your friends, and gives her like a shove that sends her sprawling into Chibiusa, and then in turn onto Luna. Now here comes the best part of the episode. <laughs> and then Usagi and Mamoru just laugh about it. This is the this is this is not a very good episode. No, it's really not. But this is my favorite part of this episode is that Mimet again has been sent there to steal the pure heart of this botanist. She is spying on them and just goes, "Oh, hang on. That guy's better looking. I'll go for him." <laughs> And he says, oh, I'm just going to target Mamoru instead. And that leads us into our act break. We've been here for two hours, everybody. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> fine. We're all falling apart. 
Sailor Business is supported on Patreon by our listeners. And if you would like to join them, you can kick in as little as a dollar every month at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of debate going around about $1 Patreon supporters. And uh, I will assure you, we would be happy to have you if all you can spare is a dollar. If you want to kick in a dollar, that's fine. That's great. If you want to kick in more, you can get in. Uh, get some bonus audio. You can get uh, stuff like the pin, the awesome enamel pin designed by Katie Donnelly of Tennis Ball Sailor Moon. Uh, I wore mine to Heroes Con, and it was a huge, huge hit. Uh, several people were asking me where I I, uh, I got it, and I told them, "Well, you can. There's only one way to get it. It's uh, it's from the Sailor Business Patreon. So go over to Patreon.com." slash sailor business and check us out and see if you want to maybe maybe throw a little money our way every month yeah. uh like the following people <gasps> that's right jordan we have some to thank yeah we have kyle graba thank you kyle T- okay that was very that wasn't, song. that wasn't <laughs> mocking though that was like genuine uh we have ellie atchison thank you very much ellie we have sam jones thank you sam jeffrey payne much appreciated, Jeffrey. Elena Nupp. Thank you, Elena. Alexandra Roloffs. Alexandra, thank you. Alex Humphrey. Alex, thank you as well. And Incandescent Dragon Creations. Incandescent Dragon Creations, thank you very much. That's a that's a solid one to end on. But yeah, yes. uh, if you feel like it, head over there, join those people. Uh, it helps us uh, give Jake some money for editing the show. Uh, it helps us do extra episodes like the uh, the chibi sodes that we do of Sailor Business, which we uh, we really got to do a couple of those this yes. month, George. True, I know it's true. Uh, have we decided what we're going to do our next? Oh, our next one is the long-awaited. Uh, what if we did a 2017 Sailor Moon reboot? And then uh, we can talk about hairstyles. Yes, and then we can talk about hairstyles. So we're going to get that knocked out sometime within the next couple of days after we record this, because I know we're a little late on that one. Uh, con season and illness have caught up with us pretty hard, uh, unfortunately. I think we have time to do some Twitter questions, don't you? Uh, I think we do. I was just going to just keep on plugging the Patreon real quick and say oh, that we uh, the Patreon also supports the Gabby Sodes, which are our Xena business mini episodes. And uh, Ali and I did the first one of those uh, just recently. I think it might be our most recent episode that's up on the feed. And it's one of my favorite things that we've done in the business family of podcasts. Because it's uh, porn. It's Allie, well, it's a, it's adult <laughs> themed. Uh, it's Allie and I reading a a famous piece of uh, Xena Warrior Princess erotic fan fiction. But we also really kind of talk about the importance of fan fiction to like Xena fandom and and how we encountered it and our histories with reading and and in some cases writing fan fiction. So how come we don't? Uh, let's do some Twitter questions if that'll keep you out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so says Brandon House. Oh, I like that guy. Ah, well, he says since in canon Batman knows about Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. who's his favorite scout? Uh, I mean, it's it's almost got to be Mars, right? Really, you think so? I I feel like it because she's disciplined. Yeah, well, because she's like the yeah, she's the grumpiest. I mean, well, uh, first of all, we could say Haruka, who everybody yeah, says is say, Batman, because they're both mm-hmm. so so emo. Although Haruka does kill. 
Uh, well, yeah, Haruka is uh, Haruka is willing to kill and die. <laughs> you know, but there's also you know Jupiter's a warrior. Yeah, but I don't like. I mean, look as a as a Batman expert. <laughs> no, I know. I just don't. I don't feel like Jupiter would have the appeal. I mean, she is. She's an orphan. She lives uh-huh. on her own. She's a fighter. But I feel like Grandpa is is the Alfred of the uh, Rehino family, right? Oh, jeez, I guess. <laughs> but maybe it's like maybe he doesn't get attracted to like his favorite scout because it's, it reminds him of him. Maybe he wants the life he didn't have. Well, then it would be Usagi. Or Chibi. Ah. <laughs> or Chibi. Batman's favorite is Chibi. He's like, yeah, <laughs> pink sugar heart attack is pretty awesome. She uh, she really gets better in uh in in S than she does in R. Um, here's a question from George Sager. Oh, good. Just just what we need in this episode. How was Jordan not called out when he hated on Artemis for showing up and being mean to Usagi, aka memoruing? <laughs> <laughs> Is it memorowing or is it raying? Yeah, I mean, that's true. They both, I mean, Memoro did it first. And best? I don't know. That's a good question. That's true. Who, who, who wore it Who best? was better at being mean? <laughs> the answer? Chris. Oh. Hey, Elizabeth wants to know, who would win in a car race between Nephrite and Udeal? Ooh, ooh. Well, Nephrite has a better car. Oh, uh, it doesn't drive underwater. No, but it's like it's a sports I, car. I'm, it's a sports car, and and it has brakes. <laughs> it had brakes. She used to have brakes. It was just one time she didn't have brakes. <laughs> what if we threw in uh, Haruka and Mamoru into that? Well, then it would be Haruka, obviously. <laughs> That's Haruka right, she... is the champion of God driving. She's the best at at racing. Uh, so much so she doesn't really even have to try. Yes. Okay. I was so, going to say, trick answer. question. None of them. Haruka. Um, James Gibson asks, if Yusagi started a podcast, what would the subject be? Uh, it would have like two episodes and then yeah. like stop. It would have one episode and then be like, see you next week. And then it would be like four weeks later, she'd have a second episode and then there would be no more. And I think it would be like a, it would be, it would be a, a Sailor V recap podcast. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Be V business. <laughs> Very business. Say <laughs> la vie. Uh, Usagi is like me, where she has no follow through. She, I don't even know if she would finish one podcast. She'd get to the editing part and be like, "I'm gonna take a nap instead." Oh yeah, Ami would be editing that show. Yeah. <laughs> or Luna, frustrated Luna having to Luna do it. does Luna does like get on the computer with her little paws. That yep. is true. Yeah. Um. So last question, Kimby asks. Which Sailor Scout would do best on Naked and Afraid? Uh, I don't know what that is. What is that? Naked and Afraid is an American reality series that airs on the Discovery Channel. Oh, thanks uh, for just reading Wikipedia to me. Each That's episode fun. chronicles the lives of two survivors. Great for listeners, great for me. It's great for everybody. <laughs> it's informative. Each episode chronicles the lives of two survivalists, one woman and one man, who meet for the first time and are given the task of surviving and a stay in the wilderness naked for 21 days. After they meet in the assigned locale, the partners must find and or produce water, food, shelter, and clothing within the environment. Okay, not Usagi, obviously. Like, right no. out of the bat. Definitely. Oh, no. no. I think it would be Jupiter. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, inner Senshi, 
definitely Jupiter. Because, I, I mean, Ray's got the advantage of fire, uh, which is nice. Amy's got the advantage of water. But Jupiter's tough. And, like, capable. Yeah. So that's, I think, that's the answer. That's the answer. So this show exists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the yes. Discovery Channel, apparently. Seven seasons as of right now. Huh. You going to be watching it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to me that the naked part, right? It's weird to me, the naked part. Again, that's one we can clip out and I can add to the soundboard. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, am I wrong? That Anybody seems like... I the, the the production on the Jordan soundboard has really slowed down, probably because we haven't mentioned it in like fifty episodes. But all I need, like the soundboard's built in, all I need are the clips. If anybody wants to send me some Jordan clips, I just went to their website, and yeah, they're showing clips. Like they just got people walking around naked in the forest and with blurs on their you know chests and genitals. It's very weird. Yeah, this is like a real show. There's um. Oh, there's a comic book artist I follow on Twitter that loves it, but I can't remember what her name is now. This is not a helpful, not helpful interlude. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any more uh, Twitter questions before we move on, Jordan? I think that's good for now, for this episode. All right. So let's get back to the episode. <laughs> So back at the botanical gardens, everyone's just having a having a real good time looking at all these flowers. And and by the way, this botanical garden, this like flower, I guess it's a greenhouse, is way more packed than the streets of Tokyo in general. There's actually other people there. It's also huge. They say it. Th- this room has every variety of rose that they exists in Japan. It's a lot of roses. It is. I think it's only roses too. Like this is a rose specific greenhouse. And it is as large as a grocery store. Did we catch yeah. the uh, botanist's name, by the way? I did not, no. Ah, uh, no. I did at one point, but I've already forgotten it. Yeah. Uh, so while they're walking around, uh, Mehmet shows up and just sidles on up to uh, young Memory Chiba uh, with a plant and asks if, uh, if he can tell her what it's called. And it's like, it's like go ask the expert. He's over there. Which is a typical Usagi reaction to anyone <laughs> acknowledging the existence of Mamoru, which is maybe not the healthiest way to go about your life. Yeah, not so much. Oh, you skipped over the fact that this is even this is in a different room. There is a second room in this greenhouse full of tropical plants. Yeah. Because this thing is fucking huge. It's it's a it's a very big greenhouse. So 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 she says, oh, I thought this guy was the expert because he looks so scholarly. Yeah, like old. Uh, old. Yeah, because he's an old man. And his response is, so old. I'm sorry, I'm here with my family today. And then he pulls Yusagi and Chibi in close to him as a family and like, like hugs them. And it's like, oh. Very awkward because yeah. he pulls them very violently. Which... If you don't know that she is his wife and daughter from the future, then, I mean, best case scenario here, Jordan, he's an 18-year-old who is like, I'm here with my family, this 14-year-old and this 5-year-old, who I am not, like, you know, like, are clearly not my sister. Well, that's what she says. You might ask, like, are these your sisters? And he just lays it all out, which I kind of, this is the most I've ever, like, respected Mamoru. Yes. 
He literally he just know. says, "It's my future wife and daughter." My future wife and daughter, which is a weird sentence. It's easy to say this is my future wife because it means I will marry her sometime in the future. Yeah. This is my future daughter. This is my future child. It <laughs> needs some explaining. It makes it sound like it's Yusagi's kid and he's going to marry Yusagi. But again, Yusagi had this kid at like four at that point. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. I love this because the what he's saying is, oh, this is my future wife and daughter. Not as in this, like we would say like, oh yeah, my future husband. It's no, in the future <laughs> where we've been, <laughs> and are, this is my wife and this is my daughter. Yes. 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 Wonderful. Wonderful. I, and again, no concept of secret identities with this guy. Nah. She's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have this guy, this, uh, diamond go after him because if, if i can't win him with my wiles i'll win him with a diamond and again she flashes back to uh uh tomo going i want the heart of a botanist come on come on come on <laughs> uh and then meanwhile yusagi is going crazy because he, <laughs> he called her his future wife <laughs> was did she forget <laughs> no she's just excited to hear about it oh okay in her defense, Mamrie is mean to her like all of the time. <laughs> that is, that is no, he is you, not. You kind of forget that, like, even more than the extreme disgusting age difference. Like, if you didn't know that these two were eventually going to fall in love, you would not believe that they were together because you wouldn't believe that he even likes her or tolerates her <laughs> because he's always so mean. He's, he's, look, I hate that I'm in this position of defending him, yeah. but he's chilled out in this yes. season. He's not too bad. Agreed. So, uh, Hotaru is like, hey, I'm going to bail out on this uh, whole scene. Because I'm sad. Because I'm so emotional. Because I'm sad. God, this episode is just everyone being super emo. Yes. Before she can leave, though, there's a sudden hailstorm. And that... this is because of her, right? No, it's because this episode takes place in Minnesota. <laughs> so the hailstorm ends up uh, shattering one of the glass panes in the greenhouse. So the botanist climbs up a ladder and starts to nail up a piece of plywood to cover that up. Unfortunately, he is very clearly nailing that piece of plywood to the glass. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He's and so that's dumb. how I know I've seen this episode before, because that's when I looked at Aiden and said, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> it's insane. He only knows about roses, apparently. Roses and sex, that's all he knows about. <laughs> Hotaru the weak and fragile climbs the ladder alongside him and holds it up for him. Uh, and everything's fine. And again, this is her sadness making this happen, yes? So there you are. Is it? I'm is assuming it is. is. Is that, like, is that a thing she can do? I mean, I guess I we'll find out the diamond. eventually. Really? See, I thought it was her being depressed is what is making the weather bad. Because she's... I also it, thought it was the diamond, but, like, yeah. I don't know how that diamond would do this. Right. It does, she hasn't even released the diamond yet. No, the di she has released the diamond. Yeah. No, she hasn't, because we're no, about to see her release right. the diamond. right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, we see Mehmet in her supervillain, uh, Odile, Black Swan outfit. Mm -hmm. And this is when, you're right, this is when she releases the diamond. 
and uh, Ubara pops out as uh, the previously described spiky lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's a she's a, a orange rose lady. She's very yeoman rand. What? Oh, From her Starfire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love. That the botanist's first reaction is not like, where did this weird magical flower spiky lady come from? It's, he grabs a petal from the air and goes, this petal's lackluster. Too much fertilizer. Yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) So, uh, Ubara sucks out his pure heart through his mouth, as they do. Yeah, you know. But fortunately, Chibi sees this entire thing go down and uh, drops some Moon Prison Power makeup on him. I just want to say... Mehmet did the right thing. She followed orders. So I was mm-hmm. actually kind of surprised she actually did the right thing. So proud of her. She did her job. She's growing. <laughs> She's growing. She's learning. She's getting better. That's right. We all have a we all have a job to do, right, Jordan? Yes. I'll just Wait. gotta work at those jobs. No, that's not till we're, uh, <laughs> till we're no longer of use to the bourgeoisie. That's the moral of Friday the thirteenth. Stop sneaking off to have sex when you're supposed to not be doing your job. Chibi transforms into Chibi Moon and says that in the name of the future moon, she's going to punish Ubara. And Ubara shoots roses out of her hand, uh, which, as we know, are the the deadliest weapon in the Sailor Moon universe. Yes! Mm -hmm. But those roses are then interrupted by other roses. One other rose. (laughs) By the superior red rose. Yes. And Tuxedo Mask says, the rose is my special technique. I don't like cheap imitations. Yeah. He's awesome. Like, pretty baller move. I'm kind of <laughs> coming around on him. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and then he like does like he because here's the thing. This is what Mamoru should do. He, he's Sailor Moon's hype man. Yes. In this that is what he does. Yes. Because he's like, His yeah, manager. no, here's the real deal. Y'all ready for this? Oh, shit. It's Sailor Moon. <laughs> Put your hands together! And she comes out with full production. He's Sailor Moon's Paul Heyman. Multiple colored spotlights from nowhere. It's amazing. Yes. So, in the name of the moon, I'll punish you. Uh, Defeat them all, Ubara. You know how this sequence goes. Uh, Ubara gets even spikier. Uh uh uh, But her expression does not change, which is kind of hilarious. And she only gets spiky on her extremities. Yes. Legs and arms. I wish she got, like, spiky nipples. That'd be funny. Jeez. I wouldn't put it past them. (laughs) So Sailor Moon is in trouble, so we get some pink sugar heart attack that just, again, just kind of, like, like super soakers right into Ubar's face. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those those thorns, I, I can see how they might be helpful in an attack, sort of, but, like... That would be super inconvenient to be Ubara because, like, now you can't put your legs too close together or your arms too close to your body. Yeah. Well, the diamonds are really only designed for one purpose. Sucking hearts? Yep, sucking hearts. Sucking hearts and killing fools. Uh, Speaking of the inconvenience of the extremities ubara grows out her arms uh to super length and grabs sailor moon and sailor chibi moon and then Nehru jumps up whips out his cane and uh takes off ubara's arms yes yeah. he cuts her arms in off. a surprisingly violent scene in a giant explosion yeah he's badass in this episode and I mean, then look, he is kind of no badass arms. in this episode yeah, but then she grows them back. 
she grows well, tentacles. She grows tentacles back. So it's just pretty cool. Because then she sticks sure. them down in the ground and fucks everything up. It's wicked cool. Pretty Not dope. Not as cool as Mamoru, but yes. Uh. Uh. <laughs> There are a lot of things as cool or cooler than him. So her tentacles get Mimoru and wrap him up completely. And then they get Sailor Moon and wrap her up completely. And Chibi. So now they're all completely foiled by these tentacles. She collected the whole set. Yes, she did. Got it. She caught them all. <laughs> then Hotaru wakes up. And that's some bad news. Yeah. And you can tell it's bad news because she has the weird uh, non-pupil eyes again. Yes. She grabs the tentacle and, like, withers her. She withers Ubara. She rogues her, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Cody back in old Caldecott County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she turns away. She, like, all her tentacles, like, break away. Uh, and then uh, Sailor Moon does Moon Crisis makeup. Uh, she becomes Super Sailor Moon. And then she does her Super Sailor Moon attack, the Rainbow Heart attack. Rainbow Moon Heartache. I was so close. <laughs> Not as close as you should be after watching 116 episodes of the show. She doesn't do that move in 116 episodes. I'm just saying maybe you should pay a little more attention. If I was calling her the Sailor Girl, then I would say you were right about that criticism. Please note that I am saying this after thinking that I had not watched this episode for most of yes, this recording. Good so point. <laughs> so she slams a giant heart truck into the monster. The monster turns into a rose, dies, snaps in half, and uh, out comes the diamond egg. And uh, Poops out a diamond egg. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mimet's like, yep, I knew this was a bad idea. I'm out of here. Liar, liar, liar. And then X-Force is like, what, wait, I thought, did something go down? I don't know what it was. Oh, well. Bye. Uh, but uh, Michiru says that she sensed a moment of incredible power. <gasps> oh, what could this mean? An eerie pulse of darkness. Maybe, maybe one of them is an external. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice to know that I am laughing harder at that than anyone listening to this show. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so then the storm is gone, and uh, they're just like, hey, everything's cool. Let's hang out more. Okay. The storm is gone, and everyone but Hotaru is fine. And also, Chib uh, Chibiusa's class has magically showed up, I think. I think they might just be other kids. Oh, no. That's just the botanist million children. And pregnant wife! Oh, yes. Right. That's his pregnant wife. Yes, of Because course. all he knows is roses and sex. Yep. It's, it's accurate. And that, with a rainbow over them is the end of the episode. Oh, I feel like we've sure learned a lot. You guys, we did it. We finally got through the episode. So I guess it's time to talk about what we learned from the episode. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Aaron, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? Well, I learned that if you fill a greenhouse with every, with every type of rose in Japan, it will be as big as a grocery store. <laughs> Accurate. I also learned that Jordan hates children. No, you didn't. <laughs> but I learned that if you buy your kid a nice present and the kid gives it away, you're a jerk for getting upset about it. Yes. Ah, Chris, what about you? Well, I learned a lot about the relationship between uh, Jordan D. White and the working class. Ah. <laughs> 
but I also learned that botanists fuck. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, they know all about it. <laughs> yeah, he's the expert. That is today's episode. And honestly, you know, we do a little final thoughts wrap up at this point in the show. And I feel like the fact that I forgot I had watched it until literally halfway through the episode does not speak well of this. It's not a good episode. It's a it's a pretty bleh episode. Yeah, I was convinced I was watching this for the first time until I got to a part that made so little sense that it jarred my memory into realizing I had actually seen it before on, uh, on wiki moon. Uh, they, uh, it's so boring that no one has bothered to put in a summary of it, but uh, <laughs> one of the very few, I think they only had two trivia facts was that it's the first episode since Ami and uh, Mikoto have been introduced that they've not been in an episode. Mm. Well, at least they're not in it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Sailor Scouts are in this. Uh, no, no Inner Senshi except for Sailor Moon. Yeah, so not like not really much to go on in this one. Um, like even like even our commentary, we went back to some old some like old jokes. We we haven't done a Memories Forty Years Old episode in quite a while. Don't don't <laughs> kid yourself. You say it every episode. Do I? Yes. I feel like we went pretty hard no. at it in a way that we haven't in quite some oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, you yeah. guys went harder at it here, for sure. But you do we say did it make a joke. Episode. He pulled out his AARP card to get a senior <laughs> discount on the bunny backpack. Uh, no. Um, it's And here's the thing. It does, it does just barely move the plot forward. Just I don't think barely. it does, like, at all. It, it does like, only in that... At the end of last episode, Hotaro's like, we can't be friends. And in this episode, she says, okay, we can be friends. But if you cut that part out of last episode, if you skipped last episode and this episode, then you're golden. Yeah, right? <laughs> then you wouldn't get to listen to me talk about it. So you shouldn't Aww. do that. True. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe if there's if there's something you think we missed in this one, like if there's more to this one than you think, uh, let us know. But I'm going to go ahead and say this one is eminently skippable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, still not the worst episode, but it's no. it's it's on the short list. Yeah. Like, not the worst, but like maybe the most. It's been a while since we've had one that it's like, yeah, it's like, d- don't like, d- don't bother with this one. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Which one was the worst one? Was it the one where Chibi was in the future? What was the worst one? Remember that one where she was in the future running around? It was really bad. Skipping work, playing hooky, <laughs> not going into the factory. No, it was a really bad episode. Demanding eight hours of leisure and eight oh. hours of sleep. This is not. I am pro union. <laughs> Demanding a, a scheduled lunch break. How dare she? Ah, uh, no. It was no. That is not what it was. Ugh. <laughs> Aaron, before we let you go, can you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me, if you want to, on uh, most of the social media places, Twitter and Instagram and all the blah, 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 um, at Peachkin, uh, P-E-A-C-H-K-I-N-N. Um, I also have an Etsy shop um, called Wicked Wonderful that um, I don't have a whole lot of stuff up on there, but you are absolutely more... More than welcome to check it out. Um, if 
uh, as Chris mentioned, I am an artist. I make things, lots of mostly painting things, but I also do embroidery and like I can make patches and, and stuff. Um, so if you feel the need for any like hand uh, handmade things, you can uh, hit me up. I need money. <laughs> and uh, and I should say I can absolutely uh, vouch for the quality and uh, amazing effort that Erin uh, puts into her stuff. Uh, I love all the stuff. Erin uh, made our uh, wedding guest book. Oh, that was delightful. Yeah, it's really great. So uh, check out Erin's stuff and uh, and get some stuff from her. Thank cool. you. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot, except the zero. Nope, except the O is a zero. <laughs> Damn oh, it. It's fucking uh, two and a half hours into this. It's, uh, it's late at night. Uh, anyway, that's where you can find me. Good times. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. And he does other podcasts like The Cool Kids Table and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and The Morphin Grid. And does he have another one? Uh, That's all the ones I know of, I think. That's a lot. That is many. It's a lot of podcasts. That's like McElroy level multiple podcasts. Chris, is that more podcasts than you have? Uh, let's see. War Rocket Ajax, Snack Situation, Movie Fighters, Sailor Business, Xena Business. Jesus Christ. Plus, another one launching soon. <gasps> oh. Which, just to get, calm down, everyone, it's not business cards. It's not business cards. It's not business uh, good, cards. good, because if but... you were going to do business cards, you were not allowed to do it without me. There was a but lot of Twitter say, response to that, by the way. I want to say it is business adjacent. Oh, is it so, Buffy business? That it's would be not Buffy business. Slayer business, and Slayer I want to do that one. That's the one I've been saying we should do. I want to do that too. I want to do all of them. I'm sorry. It, um, the world is just crying out for two straight men to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Listen, <laughs> probably about as much as it's crying out for us to do Sailor Moon. It's fair, fair point, <laughs> and, and for me to talk about Zeno. Um, but uh, but, but I will say me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, business cards did get a really good response. People were very excited. Um, although so many of them were like, uh, the age difference thing gets so much weirder than Sailor Moon. And it was like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, would, I would love to do some kind of, like, for those of you who didn't hear about it when we talked about it, business cards was our card capture Sakura uh, podcast idea that we had in the business family. And I would love to do that, but I don't think we can do another entire series. Not right now. <laughs> but maybe if you can point us to, like, one episode that is, like, the best episode uh, to talk about, maybe we can do, like, a single uh, episode of Business Cards. Because we, we've also threatened Jack of All Business, which... Uh, Oh, Which God. did not get as good a response, but no. I really want to do it. There's only like fucking 20 episodes of it. Come on. Come on. Do Business County Junior. Ugh. <laughs> you know, Chris, oh, I will do the research and I will find the right episode for us to talk about. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB. You can find the show on Twitter uh, at Sailor Business. And you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from listeners. Uh, any thoughts on the episodes that are too long to fit in a tweet? Any 
questions you have that you'd like to hear us talk about on the air if you have stuff about the show that you want us to to read out hit us up we we love hearing from people like i would say 99 percent of the people that we've heard from have been really really great so thank you you know who you are who aren't great oh oh yeah you know who you are Uh, head to the-isb.com to get links to the other podcasts that I do, as well as stuff that I write on the internet and comics that I write, some of which Jordan has edited. Yeah. Uh, you can find uh, my stuff in your local comic book store. Uh, Sword Quest and Ash vs. Army of Darkness are coming out now uh, as uh, miniseries. And just recently released was the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy Annual 2017 and Deadpool Bad Blood, number one graphic novel of May, still Ooh. available. Ooh. Yeah. That does it for this week's episode. We're back. We should be back next week with another one, I think. Oh, I uh, we're going to get some recorded this coming weekend. We'll be back with Higher and Stronger, a cheer for Musagi. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sorry, ma'am. I'm just hanging out here with my nice family. Oh, oh. oh, them. Are they your sisters? Not really. This is my future wife and daughter. Good day.